Through the lens of loving local and seeing global, we obsessively search for people whose stories need to be told and how OKC played a supporting role. Hosted by Katherine Bexton and Emmy Cobes, welcome to Action City. Emmy. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I'm seeing you in person. I <laughs> with your mask on. With my mask on. I'm, Richard's uh, calibrated the microphone, so hopefully account for my mask that I'm wearing. It's I, I'm just happy to see you. I know, me too. I'm trying to be so diligent. Well, after so after we recorded our podcast last Monday, we did it all on Zoom. <laughs> me too. Because I was feeling a little bit under the oh, Richard had well. Well, Richard, Richard. Well, sorry, we're now we're going to now spill we're all spilling the, stuff. the beans. Richard, you can cut this out if yeah, you want. I guess you don't but want us to reveal. Richard had COVID, and so I wasn't feeling that great. So we all stayed home. We did our Zoom podcast, and then Emmy was so sweet. She came straight over to my house and brought me a test. And I was like, oh, fine, I'll just take this test. And sure enough, I mean, within like 10 seconds, it popped up as being positive. <laughs> it's like a pregnancy test. Oh, it is. Where it looks if the you same are way. positive, it comes up really quickly. But yes, if you're negative, not, you, you have to wait, wait the full forever. 10 you minutes wait the or full whatever. 10 minutes, right. So, <laughs> so I've been in quarantine since last Monday. So what's what have you done? I almost Nothing. dropped a piece of pie off for you. And then I was oh. like, I don't think she wants this. Yeah, I've done literally, it was miserable. I mean, every second of it was miserable. I, I can't. Was it? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't, I was exhausted. Right. And well, you I had didn't a little bit great. of a headache and like my nose was stopped up. But I just don't like to be at home alone with my thoughts. It's no. not fun. Well, and then my kids end up, so that night then another friend brought over some more tests and the rest of my family tested. There were two tests in that thing I gave you. No, there was just one. Oh, yes. Oh. No, there was only one. I oh, think somebody... did I give you the one with yeah. one? Okay, okay. So um, Gracie mind. was positive and Neely and Jim were negative. So Jeez. Gracie and I stayed home. I sent Neely to school. Neely, then they called, then I emailed school when, whatever, I told them they made me come pick up Neely because she had close contact with Gracie. Neely was mad about that because there were some other siblings at school who's siblings were home with COVID and they were still at school. So it's been a whole situation. So Neely and Gracie oh, were home with tough. me all week. Neely and Jim ended up taking a PCR test. They were both negative. So um, it's, it's a lot. Let me tell you, there's nothing left to watch on TV. I've gotten to the end of the internet. My <laughs> screen time was up 36% to 10 hours and six minutes a day. No, it wasn't. Oh yeah. And then I Wait, couldn't figure out. Hours? Yeah. I couldn't figure out if I had a headache because my I'd been on the phone all day or if I had a headache because of COVID. Like I just couldn't. I mean, I, it was really. Were you awful. productive? Any, any? I mean, way? no, I did some work, but I mean, I just yeah. like you get so tired, you just lean over and like take a nap, and I hear and that. I felt so bad. I mean, my kids sat in their rooms for an entire week. Oh, it was that's tough. But so Gracie, too. Yeah, the we're out of quarantine. Great. Gracie text tested negative on Saturday, so she went to the Thunder game with friends. She was excited about that. But now, you know, I'm just wearing a mask for the next five days, which is totally fine. It's better than being stuck at home. Do you really have five more days? Well, it was like, I think Thursday will be 10 days. We'll be like five days of quarantine and, and five, five days, days of mask wearing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I mean, I was boosted the whole thing. So yeah, but thank God I was boosted, I guess. Right. I don't know how Jim and Neely didn't get it, but. Well, did yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I don't really know what to say about it anymore. Honestly, it's like everybody has it. Nobody has yeah. it. We yeah. haven't gotten it, but maybe we had it. I just and don't know. I know. I could be asymptomatic. I don't know. It's yeah. so tough. So there's no peak for my week, just so you know. Well, it's all COVID. Pit. COVID numbers are peaking. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> 
Uh, that would be tough to find a bright spot, I guess. Yeah. There so. were no bright spots. Yeah. I know. So that's it. That's my whole life in a nutshell. This week is, it, but, but I've like You've laid out my calendar for the next several weeks and it's kind of Are you excited? Um, no, I'm excited. Oh, actually, um, Thursday and Friday, let's just, well, oh, we have some big show. things coming up. Okay, so yeah. Thursday and Friday at Grata, we're having a trunk show for City Boots, which is a cowboy boot company out of Fort Worth. So and cute. a jewelry line called Love Tokens, which is based in Oklahoma City, but I mean, they... They go to Kemosabi and Aspen four times a year. They go to all the rodeos. They have this really beautiful, a handmade sort of silver turquoise jewelry. And we're doing the trunk show to benefit Infant Crisis Services. Yes. Is having boots and ball gowns, which Emmy is chairing, yes. co-chairing, chairing, co-chairing, which is on February 5th at the Jones Assembly. Uh-huh. So um, a portion of the proceeds from the trunk show is going to go back to boots and ball gowns. And of course, you can wear your cowboy boots, and you could wear the jewelry to um, to the event. It'd be perfect for the event. So yes. we're doing that on Thursday and Friday at Greta. We're having cocktails from five to seven. Fine. So I'm excited about that. My sister is coming to visit this weekend with her Wait, whole family. Cocktails on Thursday. Oh, cocktails Thursday from five to seven. Okay. So, so after this comes out, come. Grab oh a yeah, cocktail. come grab a cocktail and That's look perfect. at some jewelry and some cowboy boots and perfect. socialize. Yeah, and and so and support a good cause. Yeah, support a great cause. Yeah. Well, okay. Tell me about your life. It's been way more interesting than mine. Uh, yeah, I will because I haven't been <laughs> stuck at home. I've been stuck at home. Um, well, okay. So my peak was definitely Heather McMahon. Oh, I, I can't believe I didn't take Neely. Well, I would have been stuck at home with COVID anyways. Yeah, it was. I really wanted her to see so Heather. So good. She is so hysterical. Honestly, the show got a little deeper than I thought. She, oh, her father, died of cancer, and she did a whole segment about it. But it was so funny and well done and she's just so relatable and I mean she reminds me of the girls I went to college with and I I have not smiled for two hours straight and giggled and laughed and it was wonderful it was like it was something I just needed and I got to go with my mom she's a Heather fan and then everybody at the show I felt like it was all people I knew oh my god I kept seeing all the posts like the the picture of like 30 people in one picture yes you know that I knew that were there well most people had had COVID and so I I honestly thought I think that was kind of the pit it was, was the anxiety of like being somewhere with a lot of people but then it ended up being all people I see all the time so it felt familiar but the show was awesome she's great big shout out to david mirror or david holt because i guess he got her to come well i didn't know that you were telling me that i know well I, did, cool. I don't think any of us in the audience knew that so how did you figure that out well because she said it she was oh like, she announced it at the yes show? she was like your mayor dm'd me and she's like you guys have a hot mayor <laughs> um but That's yeah hysterical. so she said that he dm'd her and was basically just advocating for Oklahoma City and how wonderful it was, which was ironic because the show was in Midwest City. In Midwest City at the, Ro- at <laughs> at the Rose, Rose State, State College, um, which was weird because the tickets were bought through the Civic Center. So I thought yes, it was I, at the I Civic Center. Yes, I went to go look Center. at tickets, uh-huh. and I was, I, that's what I thought. And everybody I know. started and posting then we, from there, and I was like, what? And then we got our tickets, and I was like, Hudeberg Center. I was like, where is that? It was the Rose State But College. it's a nice theater, isn't it? It was nice, yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't Civic Center, but it was yeah. still still great. So, But yeah, I guess he DM'd her and was like you need to come to add why this he gave her basically a myriad of reasons why she needed to add Oklahoma City to her tour and, and it I just, worked and it worked I wonder what the reasons were I think just because it's a great sh- place yeah basically 
So, um, yeah, it was so fun. It was just, it was, I giggled for a long, long time. So, oh, yeah, it was awesome. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, good. Sometimes we just need to laugh like that. Yeah. It felt really good to yeah. almost pee my pants a couple of times. <laughs> Especially when you're pregnant, you can pee your pants really easily. Well, and I didn't want to get up and go to the bathroom because I didn't, didn't want to miss, miss anything. anything. No. I know. So, Aww. but it was really fun and the crowd was great and it was just, it was awesome. Good. So, Did yeah. you have a pit at all? I think the pit has just been the overall anxiety of getting, not getting COVID or have I had it or whatever. And yeah. then just, yeah, I would say anxiety in general. I mean, I've talked openly about my struggle with anxiety on the podcast, but I think right now it's more of the, oh, S-H-I-T, a baby's coming. There's kind of COVID's a little crazy. It's just everything's feeling a little out of control. So yeah. I'm doing everything in my power to, you know, exercise, eat well. Although I was just telling our guest, I was like, this is like the last five weeks of my life. I feel like I can sort of <laughs> eat whatever, eat whatever I want. But I don't know. It's I think that that's kind of the struggle right now is, you know, I also am, this is hopefully my you know, I, everything that the baby's healthy and this is my last pregnancy. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I just, there's a lot of like change in the air yeah. and I'm not great with change. So I think that that's my overall pit is just like wrapping my head mentally around everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, which I think it, everybody can sort of relate to. Yeah. Not even people having a baby. It's just right now it's, it's a weird time. And you have this big event coming up before you have the baby. Right. And that's, <laughs> yeah. It's another. Well, and I'm so excited for it. Like, I, I You've honest, been waiting for two years. Waiting for two years. I mean. You've really been working on it now for oh, for three years, basically. Well, so two we had Boots and Ball Gowns in February of 2020. Oh, okay. So And so it really has yes, been, been two, two years. years. Yep. And so I think that I know there's a lot of mixed emotions about people coming and Omicron and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, is like, we just need to have it. Like, I just, I really think I'm so thankful that the board and ICS made this decision yeah. to have the event. Um, I just selfishly am like, and that's not, wasn't planned or ideal, right, right. but I don't know. I, I think that I guess my pit, if I really am bringing it full circle is that I'm having so many mixed emotions right now in life. Yeah. It's like, I'm excited. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm happy. And it, I just, it's hard to kind of go through the day. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's it. Well, <laughs> we're going to make it. I know. And that's the thing. It's all good stuff. Yeah. It's just, I think, I don't know. I feel like the next five weeks are going to go by so fast and then I'll have three kids. Yeah. And so I'm, Honestly, the baby I'm not as worried about as, like, the other two. Because <laughs> you know what you're doing now. <laughs> well, right. I'm Campbell's just, she's going through a hard phase right now. And she's she just turned two. I mean, she's oh, two yeah. years. She's a full-blown two-year-old two right now. And I think she's experiencing a lot of emotions for the first time. And she can't quite verbalize. And it's that tough spot. And then Huffman started school this year and he's had a lot of, uh, I just feel like a lot of stuff is happening with our family. And so I'm, I am looking forward to the six weeks post baby when we can all just chill out Yeah, together. It'd be so nice. It'll right? be like a little mini quarantine. Kind of. A little, <laughs> yeah. You know what to do now. Exactly. So 
I don't know. I think that's, yeah, just there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Well, I'm excited. I know. For the baby to come. I am too. It'll be fun. We're going to wait patiently. I was going to say, but like, do you like little babies? Are you? I like little babies that I can give back to people. Okay. Yeah. You know how some people, like infants are not their thing or they really are. Yeah. I feel like infants I really love. Oh, so this will be fun. It will be fun. And I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, the nursery is sort of done. I'm, everything's sort of done. done. You have all the stuff. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, yeah. So it'll anyway. be easy. Yeah. But. You guys, our next guest, we're so excited about. She's a fellow podcaster. I mean, uh, truly, I know in this podcast, I keep saying how great the podcast is. Please go listen. It is really good. It's really good, you guys. So Kristen Fairs wasn't born in Oklahoma, but boy, was she bred. Kristen grew up in a close-knit family, attending several different schools before graduating from the University of Oklahoma with a degree in Spanish. She met her husband at summer camp, and now they have three wonderful children. Kristen didn't become a runner until after her third child was born. She attended a boot camp with friends, and the rest is history. She and her husband, Eric, found a love of running together and have participated in races all over the country. Kristen jumped at the opportunity to host the first and only marathon podcast, Run to Remember Memorial Marathon Podcast. You'd never know she wasn't a professional podcaster. She hosts the show with grace and ease. You'll love listening to the stories of everyone involved in the marathon, from survivors to first responders, coaches, volunteers, city officials, and even the mayor. We can't wait for you to listen to this beautiful oral history of the bombing, its impact on our city, and how we have risen from the ashes, all told from the perspective of the Memorial Marathon. Welcome, Kristen, to Action City. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Black & Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Black & Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Blackin'. Hi, Catherine. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Good. We've survived the weekend. Yes. Barely. Barely. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> you guys, I'm so happy to be with you guys. I've, I know. I've been, this is our first. I've been quarantined. In, this is our first guest in person in 2020. Oh, in 2022. Oh, how exciting! I know. Oh, very well, we exciting. were we skipped two weeks. I know. I, then, I looked at Emmy and I was like, I, I I'm exhausted. I cannot. And then we, <laughs> Catherine had the Corvids. Yes. And then I had COVID, and now here we are. And now here we are. Here we so are. So if I sound kind of funny, it's because I have a mask on. You're just being careful. I guess so. We appreciate it. Well, thanks, girls. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, Kristen, I'm so excited you're here because when I was mindlessly scrolling through Instagram the other day or something or Facebook, I saw that you are hosting the Run to Remember 
Memorial Marathon podcast, which I didn't know there was one, but I guess it's brand new. It's brand new. Brand new. Came, Came out, out last on, Thursday. On Thursday, right? You guys oh, drop okay. on Thursday yeah. too? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And I was and I was so excited. I, was, I, I called Emmy and I was like, we have got to interview Kristen mm-hmm. and we've got a fellow podcaster. Yes. And, uh, you know, we really love midst. having fellow podcasters on. I know, because it's fun to it is fun. learn from other people, see how they do it. I know that you're new to this. Emmy and I are basically still new to this. I mean, Very we'll never new. not be new. We'll never it. not be new. I mean, we're never gonna, we're never going to get into like the expert phase at all. No. <laughs> that would make it not quite as much fun. But so we're so excited you're here to hear how you came to this job. Sure. But as Emmy says, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Where Where'd you, you grow up? Yeah, where are you from? I, I'm taking my questions now. I know I'm taking, I'm stealing <laughs> Emmy's questions. <laughs> so I was born in Boulder, Colorado. <gasps> really? Yes. I didn't know that. I know. I know. My dad was um, in law school at DU. Okay. And my mom was teaching school in Boulder. And we moved here when I was six months old. So I can't really claim Boulder. (laughs) (laughs) My parents moved here when I was six months old from Phoenix. So I was born in Phoenix, but I have no, well, my grandmother lives there, but still, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of one of those. No ties. Like I'm not from here, but I. (laughs) Right. I can't really say I'm Oklahoma born. Right. (laughs) But you're bred though. Uh, Yes. Because both my parents grew up in Oklahoma. So they were from here and they moved to Colorado just to have a little adventure when they. Were they kind of hippie, like hippies when they were in Colorado? Um, I think. I mean, I. I can maybe see that a little bit. <laughs> see my dad like grows oh, curly I can hair see out. His curly hair yeah. out like this, and like maybe some overalls. I could maybe see it. <laughs> I don't know about the what overalls. Is, what is a hippie overall? I don't know. Situation. Like some like I don't know. Some big like, hair and some like striped shirts, some overalls. Definitely some had the striped shirts. Oh, see, yes, okay. definitely yeah. had the striped shirts. They uh-huh. both they went up there. They both taught school, and then my dad went to law school. He went to law school. Started. Like, essentially, when my brother was born. Oh, God. Graduated when I was born. So that's, that was his span that's of, a lot. of law school. And then they decided, you know, all of our grandparents were here. And let's yeah. get back to Oklahoma City and raise our kids around grandparents, which I'm so thankful for. Just yeah. to, I mean, first of all, be raised around your my grandparents. But second of all, it was a good place to grow up. Yeah, still is. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I so, loved it. Your parents are from here. What schools did you attend here? I was all over the map. Okay. I did, <laughs> I did a, like a tour of the private schools, nice. is what I like to call it. Yes. Um, my mom taught, and so we followed her oh. from school to school. We started at Cassidy, then I went to Heritage Hall, then I went to Westminster, then back to Cassidy. Oh, okay. yeah. so you literally you went to all, all of them. I know. Yeah, I did. I know. Yeah, I That's did. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Okay, so which one was your favorite? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Now, Emmy. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but crossings didn't exist then. Crossings didn't exist. Crossings yes. didn't exist but when now, I was a kid. But your kids went to crossings. My kids went to crossings. And you and taught, I taught there. at crossings. So uh-huh. now you've really been I really have at done them all except well, for maybe schools. like crossings. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I always am fascinated by that because I feel like as somebody who went to the same school their whole life, it's kind of a hard concept for me to like wrap my brain around. Uh-huh. But do, are you glad that your kids have had all these different experiences and you yourself? I am. And I will say that I feel like one of the biggest gifts my parents gave me was changing schools because you learn some hard things yeah. at a young age. Yeah. You, you learn how to make friends. You learn how to walk into a situation where you don't know anybody and you're the new kid before you go off to college. Now you lose like that bond of like, I've been in school with this person mm-hmm. since we were three. My kids don't have that. And I didn't have that. But on the flip side, you know, we gain some, some cool things from it. Yeah. It, well, and it, the community here is so small. Yes. I mean, we hung out with all the kids from all the schools anyway. Right. 
I mean, it's kind of impossible not to. Sure. That's so, what they're doing now. It's that's what I was going to say. They, Our kids are they are run around with like uh-huh. all the schools. It's yeah. so much fun to see yeah. them all. I I roaming the neighborhood. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think it's I think it's a that's just as important, right? Right. But yeah. Um, okay, so where you graduate from Cassidy, and where do you go to college? Yes. So I went to OU, and then I did what my parents like to call my semester abroad. But I oh. decided that I wanted to leave the state for a while, so I went to Colorado State for nice. a year and a half. Oh, really? Yes. Wait, which years in college? <laughs> um, sophomore, and then half of my junior year. And was that the plan all along? Nope. You, <laughs> so you decide you want to go to Colorado State. You got there and then you're like, wait a minute, I've got to get back home. I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. But then I I missed Oklahoma. I missed yeah. my family. My brother was getting married. It just, you know, I just kind of wanted to come home. And there you were. And there I was. And I bet your parents were thrilled to have you. They were thrilled. Yep. Especially my dad. He, he <laughs> likes for us to all be just, you know. Oh, my God. Your dad is the cutest. I mean. <laughs> right. In one he spot. He loves to run carpool. He, like, he loves, loves to, like, get, get move the kids around, see what's happening. He has the gift of them. showing up. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I appreciate that because my dad is watching my children right now. <laughs> <He is. laughs> oh, my God. I thought it was going to be my mom, and I opened the front door as my dad. I was like, oh, okay. Hi. I was like, kids, Abba's here. <laughs> I did that with my dad once, and he put them in the car and took them to Brahms, 7-Eleven, um, like Chick-fil-A. It was like four <laughs> fast food disgusting places in one hour took them to all the places and brought them home and sat them down and let did them he eat throw in a little wanted. taco bell a problem i mean it, it wait what? that's all he knows how to do is take him to get junk <laughs> so he's been so really funny. banned from babysitting ever since oh my god and any, now anytime they want something if they want something i won't get them they, they go gramps will get it for you me you know this is funny i think lottie rode with gramps oh one, uh-huh yeah and he took, <laughs> took them to taco bell, took him to taco <laughs> bell. <laughs> you could talk gramps into anything i mean he is such a sucker it is real Does bad. Does Gramps also eat the Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. Well, he he would probably get things at Brahms and 7-Eleven would be, and maybe McDonald's. He would definitely, okay. he loves McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not allowed to babysit that often. <laughs> I think my dad's definitely more of the disciplinarian, I would say, with my oh, own no, children. Oh, no, not at my house. Yeah, not, so, not at our house. I know. No, it's so it's funny. A, like he, Free for all with Gramps. No, he, my kids like kind of fall into line. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Amy, you're lucky. I am. It's great because I'm like, okay, Abba. Yeah. <laughs> but it is really nice to grow up with your grandparents. My grandparents were here. They weren't overly involved. But See, and I didn't for my kids to have their grandparents really. is so No, great. and it was awful. Yeah. And I didn't realize it wasn't. I just thought I didn't think it wasn't normal, right? Right. But my husband, his grandparents, like grew up around the corner, mm-hmm. and now it's yeah. Now having my parents, and I just yeah. I don't know. I'm sad I missed that. Yeah, I live down the street from my one set of grandparents, Aww. and now I live on the same street as my parents. Do you? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so my, people my thought my I was are crazy because <laughs> when I moved back, I moved onto my parents' street, but I, it was awesome. I know it's great. Yeah. I mean, it's great for. Obviously, just the involvement. And then it's great for, like, the little, like, oh, my gosh, I'm cooking and I'm out of this. Right. Or, <laughs> or hey, I got a package delivered. Can you yes. just go grab it? Can you or, grab it? Yes. Just, yeah. just like, stuff. the life conveniences. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. If you, I mean, it, it, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to live in a city where you had no relatives whatsoever. Right. We were just talking about this. But this friend of mine went into labor. She lives in Woodside, California. She went into labor. She had a child who was like two years old. She goes into labor in the middle of the night. They have nobody. Uh-huh. They have to call the next door neighbor to have the next door neighbor come 
stay with the two-year-old oh, no. while she and her husband went to the hospital to have wow. the baby. Because they, it's not like they had somebody just, to call. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine Yeah, that. no. I mean, no. we We're are so like, lucky. We are a pack. And my husband is not from here. He's from Tennessee. Oh, okay. And we got his family to move here. His, Did you really? Yeah. What? Really? <laughs> I didn't realize his family. I didn't yes. realize Yes. So his sister moved here first, and she ended up marrying somebody from Oklahoma City. And so then his mom Came too. Oh my god! I know she's lived here for over a decade. That is amazing. That's amazing. I know. So now my kids have both sets, both of, sets grandparents. of grandparents. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait. Okay. So when you what did you graduate? What was your degree in from OU? Um. So my degree was in Spanish, but please oh. don't ask me to speak. <laughs> did you do any? Did you do any other kinds of semesters abroad in Spanish? Uh, not no? really. Okay. <laughs> I went to Costa Rica for a little bit. Okay, that counts. It was not my favorite, and. I'm just a homebody. I wanted to come home. Well, you know what? It's a great place to be. Yep. Yep. Okay. So then what happened after college? And where did you and Eric meet? I mean, when did that all happen? Um, so Eric and I met through my brother. They went to college in um, Memphis at Rhodes. Okay. Yeah. And um, Eric and my brother, DJ, were fraternity brothers. And so, so Eric's older than you are. He is. I didn't really realize that. Yes, he is. Um, and I. so I met him the first time I went to visit DJ. And so how old were you? Um, I guess I would have been like 16 probably. Oh my God. But did you have a crush on him then? No, <laughs> I did. I didn't. I thought he was just very country. <laughs> <laughs> and I just were like, who are these friends of yours? They're, <laughs> I don't know. But then fast forward and, um, I always worked at YMCA Camp Classen in the summers, and my brother did too. He actually worked there full-time after he graduated from college ah. for a couple of years before he went and got a JD MBA, and he recruited some friends to come work at camp, and Eric was one of them. And so that was the summer of 2000, I think. Oh my gosh, I might have oh. been a camper. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I know. I was like, wait, Camp Classen. I uh, actually, I think it was, I think I was too old at that point. Okay. Well, I might've been down there before. Cause I think my first summer working down there would have been the summer of 96. Oh, then I for sure oh, how probably hilarious. was. I was probably you. your camp counselor. Probably. Wait, so was camp class in the summer, like a regular summer camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you go for a week, you stay the whole week yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then uh-huh. you, oh. yeah. Uh-huh. And it was great. I, oh, so fun. Yeah. Although I got an ear infection oh. from that because they put, you know, the swimmer's ear, you like swim in the thing, yes. you have your chip. Mm-hmm. What was it? Like a red, blue, and white chip. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and that was like a big thing because I got, was it white was white, the hardest? White meant you could swim the furthest. The in furthest. The lake. And I got a white chip. Uh, which you know was why? Because I was Emmy's swimming That's teacher. That's true. Just it all comes back to Catherine <laughs> teaching me how to swim. Um, but I got an ear infection. And I remember I was so miserable like the last two days of camp. Yeah, that kind of, that's a bummer. Right? Yes. It was such a, and I love Because it's not that long. It's not like you're there all summer. No, you're only there for, it's a week, right? It's a week or two week sessions is what they have there. It wasn't super long. And so, and I couldn't swim because I had this ear infection. And and if you Uh. can't swim in Davis, Oklahoma in June or July. Oh, it's going to be hot. It it was miserable. And I don't, that was before cabins were air conditioned. No, our Exactly. Yeah. Our cabin so, was definitely not like, air conditioned. Talk about can you imagine if we told our kids we were going to send uh, them to an unair conditioned camp die. in Davis, Oklahoma? No. They would. They would never. Never. Mm-mm. Never. They are all air conditioned now. So are they? They are. Yeah. Okay. 
Got okay, it. so this was like a summer budding romance. Well, and so then it still took a couple of years before we kind of really connected. Um, I was down in Houston for some work stuff, and Eric and I kind of connected back. Our first date was at a Brooks and Dunn concert. Nice. Oh, yeah. Country um, music fans. Country music. I'm very yes. country. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> it was country. Yeah. Eric caught, they threw a, a drumstick into the crowd, and he caught that. And then Chris Cagle was the opening act, and they threw a tank top into the crowd, and he taught that, he caught that. Wait, is he too. just like a lucky person? Well, some people yes, are lucky like he, that. He is. And some lady turned around to me, and this was our first date, and she was like, He's so lucky. <laughs> and you're like, Yes, he is, because he's here with me. Because he's here with me. <laughs> and I still have the Chris Cagle tank top. No, you don't. <laughs> yes. Wait, that's you amazing. Have it framed. I know. I should wall. have it framed. Yeah, should do That'd that be for cute. Christmas that's a good idea. Like an anniversary. anniversary. A little, uh, yeah, an anniversary. <laughs> or like the anniversary of the first date, maybe. Yes. Aww. Very cute. And so then fast forward, here we are. How many years? 18 years later. 18. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, how many years have you you've been married, I guess? You've been, we've been married, married 18? 18 years. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we just started having kids right away so <laughs> you know what then you're gonna be young when they're all out of the house we are gonna be young yourselves. i'm gonna have like a phase two of life yes i feel like that's what and I'm it's starting right for. now with the podcast. Yeah. i feel like yeah. i'm yeah. kind of the youngest out of my mom friends you yeah. are mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. being 31 in pre-k which you wouldn't think seriously you wouldn't think you but wouldn't think no yeah i'm definitely the youngest i feel like i'm like the average yeah. Maybe. And I feel like I'm on the, I mean, especially for Madeline, for my 17 year old, I'm definitely on the young On the end. younger side. So, how yeah. old were you when you had her? 24. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I know yeah. you don't hear that very often. Anymore. I know. No, you really don't. I mean, especially like now. Right. I mean, a lot of the moms that are in my, or in Huffman's grade are turning 40. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's old know, to have people a just... four year old. I guess. I mean, well, 36 to have your first yeah, kid. Yeah, I guess that's not so mm-hmm. old. You know, you get married. Like, it's just, it's just, right. It's yeah. just kind of it just changing. happens a little later. Uh-huh. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So did, did you always like sports? You played sports growing up, right? So it's funny that I'm kind of now have turned into have a, a runner. running, a yes, a yeah. runner. <laughs> it's hard to call yourself a runner. Like I know. It, and that was when listening to the podcast, everyone, every single person said that. Everybody says that, you know, it's funny in a, in an upcoming episode, we'll talk to, um, Burke and John Beck, oh, who yeah, are the owners Red of Red Coyote, and they talk about a, f- a friend that they have that owns a running store who like has a sign on the store, a big neon sign that says, I'm not a runner, because so <laughs> many people come in and say, I'm not a runner, I'm not a runner. but... But you've, but you've I run, run all these races. <laughs> I right. run. You're like clearly a runner. No, I am not a runner. <laughs> I do not run. You know, it's funny though, Catherine, in, in high school, I picked the sports that had the least running. I really? hated running. Like I, volleyball. Volleyball. Uh, me too. Uh-huh. I played Tennis. volleyball. I played softball. So, you know, you had to run around uh, the bases. That, but that's, that's not really like running. Very, that's more of yeah. a very yeah, yeah, yeah. short It's a very short <laughs> yeah. Actually, softball is probably the least running. It really um, is. And you have to hit to run. So, right. you know, yeah, so you can't hit I struck out a lot. <laughs> and then I played basketball. I think that's running, my though. freshman and maybe sophomore year. Um, but that was probably the most but running. But here's your options, right? It's like basketball, soccer, or swimming. Right. And I soccer was not a swimmer. and swimming yeah. are way more yeah. cardio, yes. probably. I don't, basketball's kind of hard. It is, too. But they're, I'm just saying the winter sports are very are, cardio heavy. They're very, are very cardio yes, heavy. They are. Yeah. Yes. And so basketball probably was the, the, the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> but fast forward, once, you know, I had, I had three kids in three years, and I was just kind of looking for um, just 
not not necessarily trying to get in shape, but just I was so used to always moving my body mm-hmm. because, you know, like we were saying with the three sports at Cassidy, you had to play sports yeah. and you get that ingrained in your yeah. head of like movement. And I think it's such a gift to our kids that they learn how to exercise because it's so important to do something. To I don't do care something. what it is. Right. I do tell this to Neely all the time. Yes, do it's something. Falls on deaf ears, but I tell her. <laughs> but I'm hoping it'll sink in, right? Because if yes. school's telling you, if all your friends are doing it, you then it seems weird to not do it. It seems very weird to yeah. not do it. You get to the, like, as an adult, you're like, well, I need to go move my body. Just do something. And so I started going to boot camp. Catherine was there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the Swishers? Yes, with yes. the Swishers and uh-huh. Armand and t- everybody. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like, it was the place to be at, yeah. what time was it? Like, like 5.30 30 in the morning. I think, so did my awful. mom do it too? Yes, your mom did it. Did yeah. she? she came, yeah. Yes, at the very beginning she came. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when I started running. That, I, that was, was really, but you didn't. I did I not know that. I did not run before that. So I've been running for about, well, That's I started. 14 years. 14 years. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I started boot camp. Oh, yeah, 14 when, years. When Lottie was six weeks old. I started when Gracie was eight weeks old. Okay. And Lottie turned crazy. 14 yesterday. So there you go. So yeah, I started years. like the May 1st and Gracie was born on March 1st. Uh-huh. So we both did like. The same thing. Yeah. And, uh, isn't that, and I remember like I would get up and. I wouldn't, I, I pumped. I didn't like breastfeed. So I'd get up, I would pump and I I'd would go do to the same camp. thing. Yes. Oh my God. The exact we were same dedicated. thing. We were dedicated, but it got me, I, it was kind of a community. It was. It was fun. It was. How long did boot camp Like four or five years probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wish, why did it stop? I don't know. Some crazy guy started it <laughs> and then really he kind of quit the whole thing. Then we yeah. kind of tried to keep it going, but we weren't really as good at it. We like would coach ourselves and like we weren't as good at it. And then finally it just. Yeah. And then I think, you know, like the, just the phase of life changes. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but, I just always hear about it. Right. I yeah. mean, it really, yeah. I mean, some of my very best friends, Jennifer Leopard boot camp, right, Michelle right, Green right. boot camp, Anexi boot camp. Mm-hmm. Casey boot camp. Like, and I was the same. I made some very good friends. We kind of started running together a little bit. And that first year, we ran the Oklahoma City half marathon. Are you serious? Yes. Wait, you had like never really been a runner, as we say. And then you guys decided to go all the way to half? Yes. Wait, hold on. I'm doing this math, though. So your daughter was a year, though. No, she was like six weeks old. But then when, when you I ran started. the half. When ran oh, when year. I ran the half. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm like, wait. Yeah. No, it <laughs> wasn't. I have a baby in February. <laughs> I'm not running, I'm not running a half yeah. marathon in April. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It was a year. Okay. Okay. Well, which makes sense. I mean, right. yeah, yeah. If you start running after that, that timing makes a lot of uh-huh. sense. Yeah. And then I just kind of became addicted to the just the the running and the did eric always run because i see you guys running together a lot no it's like such a nice thing to do as a couple yeah no it no he did not always talk to one another while you run no okay oh you don't we don't (laughs) we each listen to our own things i was i always wondered about that because i'm like that'd be really tough to keep up a conversation right oh i talk we talk the whole time you do yeah when we're running we talk the whole time and then like the last mile we put in our music okay so back when i ran when i started running and was running kind of with some friends, we talked the whole time. And it was like a a social time. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's it was very it's very cathartic. Yes. You work through a lot of problems. We worked like, through a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. From, we, you know, just kids stuff. Yes. Schools okay, so and just if you're I'm like, this is my I'm I'm on my own personal journey right now with this <laughs> running thing. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. So before I got pregnant, because this was a surprise, um, 
I was running on Saturdays and I was like, okay, I'm going to start out one day a week and then I'm going to add. So when you started running, how often were you running? How long were you running for? I'm not going to ask Catherine this question because I feel like... Because she's uh, always been around. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it's kind of yeah. unfair with her, but right. yeah. Right. Um, I was probably, and I don't remember like specifically, but I was probably running two or three times a week for, okay. for maybe 30 or 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you know, here's the thing, and this has been something that's been fun about this podcast that I've been working on, is that I've gotten the chance to talk to a lot of different people, and everybody starts somewhere. And right. so some people start with walking. Some people start like literally, I'm going to, ha- I can't walk to my mailbox or, you know, like mm-hmm. this is my start and start running for a minute, walking for a minute, or just there's so many different ways to get into running. Right. And it, it's not, you know, it's not the same for everybody. And so many people think like, okay, if I'm going to run, I just should go out and, and run 30 minutes. But that's not. I mean, that's not realistic. It's not feasible. No. It's not feasible. And it's okay to walk a minute and, or yeah, walk and then run. or And then mm-hmm. you just build up your running time until you are running for 30 minutes straight or 45 yeah. minutes And it may straight. take you a whole year to get there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like it could take a long time. Yes. And it, I will say, it's very hard. I have a group that I go with. I do not go by myself. I mean, uh-huh. I did during the original pandemic, but... The original? Having... <laughs> Having the original, <laughs> God, having somebody to go with and to motivate you for me is the number one key. Like, well, that's going out and going said. running uh-huh. by, yeah, yes. running by yourself is the absolute worst for me. I have to have somebody that I'm going with, and I like a mix. You I do see. I like to run by myself some, so I just feel like I can go and do my own pace and not worry about you know keeping up with somebody because I run with both Eric and then I run with my daughter Madeline. She is a runner. She's definitely a runner. <laughs> she, does she do cross country? She does cross country, which I mean, when I was in high school, oh, I thought the people who did cross country were crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's total misery. Yeah, yeah, total misery. Not only are you running a bunch, but you're running in Oklahoma, like in August and September mm-hmm. after school. school. So just, it is so hot. I mean, down Nichols when I when see, see the cross country yes. team, I'm always like, that looks awful. Yeah. I know, but they they love it. It's the sweetest group of kids. I yeah, mean, I bet. So encouraging. But anyway, and so I run with her some. So both of them, you know, run a little bit faster than I do. <laughs> see, that's our group. Now we've been running together for so long. We are the exact same, same pace. pace. And like oh, at the end, nice. sometimes somebody will speed up at the end. But right. I mean, there's no like, is, do I have to keep up? Do they have to keep up? Everybody. It's right. like we're this little well-oiled machine. Yes. Of and it's the same route. Do you uh-huh. mix your route up? I mean, I have literally the same route for ten years. I've been I I have like certain routes if I know I need to run this distance. Um, but for like a long run, I've got to mix it up, or it's just so boring. It you is so boring. Run out to, around. What's the lake your long <laughs> run? Like, what's the mileage? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, this week we ran ten miles. So. This next Saturday, we'll run 12. We're kind of building up slowly, like yeah, a couple miles a week, but then we'll back down a little bit. And... That's what he was saying. Yes, I that's what like, in, uh-huh. It's so, okay, so I keep referring to Bart. So on the first podcast of the Memorial, okay, tell me the full title. Run to Remember. Run to Remember. Memorial Marathon Podcast. Memorial Marathon. Yes. It's so good, by the way. Thank yeah. you. I was very impressed. I was really Thank impressed. You. I, somebody, I was very proud of how it turned out. It, mm-hmm. it was really, really good. I think the format is wonderful, but even Bart Neely Yasso, listened to it with me. Really? Yeah. Oh, she did she? Mm-hmm. Is it Bart Yasso? Yasso. Uh-huh. Yasso. So he's run. He has run 
I, I don't even know the number. But of every marathons. continent. Right? Every continent, including Antarctica. 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 Well, yes. that's what I figured when he said that. I thought, well, that must mean he was on Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same thought. Well, yes. So he was talking about doing the pyramid where you kind of mm-hmm. build up and you come back down, give your body rest. And I, I, it made me want to run. It yes. really, I mean, it, it, when you listen to how simple it is right. and somebody who's so seasoned, how they talk about it. And you're like, oh, this is a can be attainable. Right. And I think what's nice to hear is that you're still enjoying it years later. Yeah, That's what I was impressed with. He wasn't with. worried that he was slower. He wasn't he worried that he, he was had slower. the gift of being able to do it at all. I mean. Yes. It's that you get out there and you're able to do it. Mm-hmm. And you just, you get to meet some some fun, people, some fun people, some interesting people along the way. You get to see things you might not see. Yeah. Um, but every week we'll kind of hear from a different trainer. Okay. And they all, it, they all have very similar advice, but, you know, they all have their own little pieces little of pieces, what's worked yeah. for them. And that goes back to starting running. Like, there's lots of ways to do it, but you've got to find what works for you. For you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, and I loved... I mean, he got emotional talking about the reason why we run. Yes. And I got it. It made me almost tear up because I was like, that's right. I mean, it is crazy to think about what happened to our city. And Catherine and I were, because we've had Carrie on the podcast, we went to the memorial. When was that? This fall? Yeah, I can't remember. Was the summer it maybe? Spring. I can't remember. Gosh, when was I? Well, time is just like yeah. I know. But we recent in the last in the last year, yeah, six months or so, we went, and it is wild when you think about the reason to run. And because he was saying it was his top 12 marathon yes. in mm-hmm. the world, yes. essentially because uh-huh. of the reason to right, run, right? And that's what's so. I wish people knew about the Oklahoma City Marathon. It's so special. Yes. Because of the reason behind it. Mm -hmm. There's marathons everywhere, but this one has a purpose and it has such intention behind it. And everybody you talk to talks about that. They talk about it. I think I would cry if I ran it. Did you you feel emotional? Oh, for sure. So -hmm. so they start the marathon with 168 seconds of silence. Oh, God. That would just put me over the edge. And it is. And to have that many people, I mean, tens of thousands of people out there. Yes. Just quiet. Totally dead silent. It is dead silent. Mm-hmm. So if somebody, because I'm, I'm a spectator. <laughs> but <laughs> so if somebody content. were, I guess this makes me want to go and be there. Part when of they the do start it. line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It is very moving. And 168 seconds. It's a long time. It's a long, a long time. time. I was thinking yeah. about that. I'm like, okay, that's It's over three two minutes. minutes yeah. Two yeah. Minutes. I was like, in my head. It is. It. It's a really long time. And it's just so powerful when you're thinking like, gosh, this is, you know, one second for every, every person, person who lost their life. And then as you're on the course and you see the banners. Of, yeah. Because they have 168 banners along the course of everybody who died. So crazy. It's so, I mean, it's just so powerful. And I have I have not run a full marathon yet. I'm training for it this year. Oh, so that's exciting. I know. So it'll be my first time. But what I hear from people who have run the full before, and Catherine, maybe you can attest to this, is that 
those banners kind of get them through the end. Like at that when you're hitting the wall, but uh-huh. then you start to see the people. Because mm-hmm. don't they say what at 20 miles you hit the wall? Typically. Typically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is basically right when you cross 63rd, kind of, right? Or it's like a little bit. That would probably be about, about 20 right. miles, maybe. Yeah. But it is. I mean, you do. You look up and you see those banners, especially coming down Grand Boulevard yes. and then down Clat. They're all on Clat, too, right? Uh-huh. And it. It does help you put one foot in front right. of the other for sure because you're. I mean, it's total misery. I mean, let's be serious. Right. <laughs> it sounds I mean, it, like total misery. It, for a while, you kind of have this high, and then you do get to the point where you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can if I can do this, and then you just think to yourself that the 168 people lost their life right. in this horrible terrorist attack, and I can surely put one foot. In I front can of the put other. one foot in front of the surely other. Surely this can't and be I, as bad. I can finish this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the other part that's so special about the OKC marathon is the support from the community. And I've run other marathons and or other half marathons in other places, and they're fun. But you can go through a long stretch where you don't really have people cheering you along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is not that stretch in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I mean, people come out like it's like a. Almost a holiday for the city. It really yeah. is. We started doing our church maybe like five or six oh, years yeah. ago. Nichols Hills Methodist started doing. They have church on the on Grimble River. They set up a tent. Uh-huh. They have all the services out there that morning, and in between the services, you cheer everybody on. And right, I mean, it, it's really so much fun. Yes, but I mean, there is somebody every step of the way yeah. cheering yeah. you on. Yeah, I will know. Well, so my son is his birthday is April third. Okay, and so right after he was born, we sat. The marathon used to go down our old street okay. before we moved, and now it's not far from us either. So we just yeah, walked down walk the street. There. But it was like one of our first things to like have him in public for, uh-huh. and we had runners be like, "Oh my gosh, your baby!" And they kind of like came by, and because he was only two weeks old, uh-huh. it was really sweet. That's really fun. That's yeah. a fun, that fun memory. To well, have and too. our old house had a tree from, I guess. They did a fundraiser at some point where they planted trees along the route, and you could buy them. Oh, cool. And so our house had a memorial tree. Oh, because tree. it went down Waverly. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when I did the full, it was the April before I got pregnant with Neely, with my uh-huh. oldest. So we ran down Waverly, and my friends Lauren and Andy lived at the oh. corner of like Waverly and Kenilworth, maybe. Uh-huh. Okay. And they had a big party out in their yard. And they so all fun. like cheered me on. It was yes. so great. There are some big parties. Yeah. Well, Gorilla yard. Hill is like a whole thing. <laughs> Gorilla Hill is fun. We, um, Steve Cole, who, uh-huh. he, you know, has that house, that the yellow oh, house. Oh, I hope you're, oh, yes. are you interviewing? Yes, good. he will be on, I think, either the third or fourth podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So, so you'll hear from, in each podcast, you'll hear from um, somebody kind of representing the different neighborhoods oh, and fun. just to talk okay. about the traditions that they do. And so I well, think that'll now be fun. On Grand, there's a stretch between Nichols and Penn that's Pride or... Is there? Oh, yeah. Really? It's like called like glitter something. I'm I'm messing this up. And okay. I hope oh, I don't I did offend not know anybody. That. But there's this a stretch where they all dress in rainbow. Oh, that's awesome. And oh, it's fun. like glitter something. Okay. Okay. So how did yeah. the podcast come about? I mean, and how yeah, whose idea? Whose Carrie's? idea was this? How did Carrie approach yeah. you? Were you nervous when she said you want to come host this podcast? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so I'm not exactly sure who had the exact idea for the podcast, but I think it was just the thought of, you know, we have this new generation coming up of when when we grew up, 
we didn't have a marathon in our city. You know, the OKC bombing hadn't happened. And now we have this generation of kids who... It's always been here. It's always been here. And so it's just so important that they know the why behind our story. I mean, our city was was completely different 30 years ago. And things like, you know, an NBA team, we didn't have that. We didn't have Bricktown wasn't this. We had the spaghetti warehouse, Kristen, come up. (laughs) And that was, big, that, that was big time. No, Chilinos didn't even come till later. I don't Spaghetti think Warehouse Chilinos was even the first. Came. Really? Spaghetti Warehouse was Oh, that was the, the biggest okay, deal okay, ever. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, you had to like, have a birthday party uh-huh, there. Oh, you had a birthday party <laughs> <Yeah>. at Warehouse. <laughs> and so it's just, we want to get across to people, you know, the story behind the race. And Carrie um, just called me and said, I have an idea. Would you host this podcast? And this is very, very much out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm kind of a homebody. I would describe myself as a little bit shy, um, especially before I know people. So I would did not get that at all. No, I don't think you get you do not get that That's from the good. podcast at I'm, all. Okay, good. I, I think it was really really well done, and mm-hmm. the flow of it was excellent. And what I loved about it is that it's going to create an oral history of the marathon. Yes. And I think that is a huge goal of it. Of, to yes. have it, they can, they can use it. You, they can put it into the museum. I mean, they can put, you know, they can, you could sit down at the museum and listen to part of the podcast. You could listen to someone tell their story about right. it. And yep. that's one of the things we loved about the museum. And what Carrie talked about a lot was that it meets people where they are, right? Yes. If you're somebody that wants to listen, you can listen. If mm-hmm. you want to read, you can read. If you want to watch, you can watch. And I, I see this sort of becoming a part of the history of the, or the museum. And everything that the museum and memorial does is done with such intention. It's you really, can tell. Yeah. And, yeah. and the marathon is done with such intention. You know, they're always evaluating the course. They changed the course this year to go through different parts of the city to just represent more people from the city. And they're constantly thinking and constantly, you know, just how can we do this better? How can we meet more people? And I think that, you know, through this podcast, you'll hear so much of the intention behind the marathon. I I mean, episode one, I was like, whoa, I couldn't believe how emotional I got. Right. I was pumped up. I really, I mean, I was like, this is awesome. I was like, wanted to run home and be like, Jim, let's do the half marathon. Because <laughs> he kind of just started running in the past. Oh, good. like You should. Uh, at Orange Theory. I mean, he re- went from yes. literally, he couldn't run the end, to the end of the block. Uh-huh. To now at Orange Theory, he runs like almost three miles. When Does he really? Orange. Yes. Wow. He, you don't realize you're doing it on the treadmill. But I was like, maybe he'll do the half marathon with me. I mean, it really right. got me excited. And whether or not it was you wanted to volunteer or run. Yes. Or That's what I thought. I was like, I'll be like postpartum. I was like, but I could volunteer. <laughs> And and so that's so interesting too. It takes so much to put on a marathon. Oh <laughs> like if you even just think about the logistics of shutting down the city for 26 miles. Right. Like that's for crazy. several hours. I for mean, several hours. Seven hours they probably do it. How I don't know. There's like a time there limit. There is a time on, limit, but that's like probably that's hours, probably maybe. about right. And you'll hear in one of the upcoming episodes from the city planner. Um, and so he kind of talks about the logistics of this is so cool because you never get like the behind the scenes, yes. right? I mean, right. How does the marathon work? How do they do it? How do they get all these volunteers? Like, how do they decide? And I mean, really, the the 
the breadth of stories that were told on the first episode uh-huh. to to hear from um, Yasso. Yes, Bart Yasso. Bart Yasso. Uh-huh. And, and then, then the Blaine. Three, the yes. three people, first responder, somebody yes. who was in the building yes. at the time, and a daughter uh-huh. of somebody who died. Yes. So that, and then at the end, it was like, oh, and here's David Holt. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hello. We've gone like around the world on this. But every single person told the story from a different perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And- I just can't wait to hear the rest of the stories to learn more about it, even though I've, I've done it and I've been there and I've cheered and I've, I've right. done everything except for volunteer. Right. And Maybe I still we don't should. know all this. <laughs> volunteer. I know. That's Maybe what we, we should. Yeah. And I've done it as a volunteer too. And it's really fun. I passed out medals at the, oh, at the end. I would one love year. to give somebody a medal. Well, that's what, who was so fun. So yes. fun. Saying that's what motive. One of the girls was saying that's yes, what motivated Amy her. Amy Downs, who was the survivor of the bombing that, yeah, she, that was her experience. She started as a volunteer and was just so inspired inspired by the runners that she decided she could do it too. And the 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 having the marathon has been a way to keep those different groups of people who were there that day involved in the story long term and yes. for the future. And that's what's so important mm-hmm. is that this story lives on, you know that we pass this down to our kids and to our grandkids and that they know the story of the people who were killed that day, you know that they know the story of how our city responded because our city was amazing. I, I was just talking about this with somebody because we were talking about, you know, over the past, I don't know, 10 years, how Oklahoma City's grown, but also how, you know, shootings have become more prevalent and things like these anxiety-inducing things that are happening and you hear about them. And I'm like, but Oklahoma City had that almost 30 years ago. Right. And the way that it was handled was so proper, or not proper, but they handled it so well that I felt like our city was able not to be depressed or anxious or whatever. It was like that so much good has come from it, right? Mm-hmm. And then yes. we need to constantly remind people that that's that is a that's an outcome, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like these bad things can happen, and good can come from it, and right? Like, so much but, good, and that's what each of the people said. I, I really yeah. noticed that that they said we chose to spend this as a positive. Right. Yes. And to take something that was so horrible and make something so good. Right. And, you know, sitting there talking about that, talking to them, it takes you back to that day. Yeah, it does. And we all have a story from that day, you know. Yeah. Everybody remembers exactly where they where were. Where were you? I was you were in, in high school. Probably. I was in ninth grade in Mr. Serbeck's English class. Oh, oh Mr. Serbeck. I know. I know. Sweet yeah. Uh huh. And, you know, we. Could you feel it? We heard it. We yeah. felt it. And Wait. Do you know what's wild? I you were, we were, were together. Yeah, okay. Because I was in primary. Yep. Oh my gosh! Uh-huh. Yeah, isn't that wild? Uh-huh. That's so that wild. Is wild. Yeah, we're at the same place. But I remember because my mom came and got me. Oh uh-huh. yeah, we talked about that yeah. when we interviewed Carrie. Uh huh. Yeah, and you know, even like my husband who was living in small town Tennessee at the time, yeah, he like remembers. he knows where he was. Mm-hmm. So even people who weren't here mm-hmm. have a connection to that. You know. So that day on April 19th. On April 19th, you know, you know where you were. Yeah. 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 And it's just as an adult now, like it's you look back on it with a different set of eyes Mm -hmm. than you than you did as a as a child kind of experiencing it. And you see how our city responded. And I know you all said you went down to the memorial and museum. So amazing. It's so amazing. It's so well done. And you're able to literally see kind of almost minute by minute 
oh, yeah. how the city responded. Yeah, the the chronological yes timeline. How they tell how the story. How they tell the story. Yeah, really it's impactful. incredible. It's incredible. Well, when we interviewed Dr. Krishna, he, oh, yeah. he really spoke about that day and about that he was down at St. Anthony's when it He was happened. the head of St. Anthony's. Yeah, he was the, okay. the chief medical yeah. officer at St. Anthony's. And that the difference between what happened in Oklahoma City and maybe what would happen in other places was that he looked out the window and people were running towards the bombing. Yes. Instead of away. Instead of away. Uh-huh. And he said that really solidified his love for Oklahoma City mm-hmm. and, that, and the way that we responded. Right, I mean, right. And, you know, you hear stories of, like, they said, okay, we need work gloves. And then, I mean, they just are flooded, flooded with, with work, work gloves. gloves. Okay, we've got work gloves. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> we need a shovel. Like, okay, we've got that. Just all these different things. You know, whatever the need was, people were there. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah, we were talking about this with my parents. And they were telling all their friends who had these different businesses all donated stuff. And my dad gave trucks and things like that. I mean, it's just wild to yeah. think about the sense of community. And my parents had only been here for a couple of years at that point. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not from here. So I just feel like it was just such a, it was a community builder in the end, thankfully. Right. But now right. you see the resilience and that's what people talk about. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. It, it makes you feel like that the 168 lives were not lost in vain. Correct. Right? That they're... That they're their lives have their meaning. Their lives have meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the tragedy happened, mm-hmm. and you can't change that. But you know how you respond right. is what you have control over. Absolutely. And when when I was when I was listening to the podcast, and I think you were, it was the part where you're interviewing the three people in the middle, and I kept thinking into my head, I was like, "This is the Oklahoma standard. This is the Oklahoma standard. It is mm-hmm. the Oklahoma standard." And then you guys said something about that. Yeah. And you're like, and this is the Oklahoma standard. And I was like, I knew it. I, knew it was. I got the answer right. <laughs> but, and I know that we didn't name it that till later. Right. But when that's was in my mind, the entire. And, and I, I mean, and I know I it has saying. a name and I know, you know, but it's, it is, it's so ingrained in the people who live here. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you show up yeah. and, and you help and. From little things to big things. And and it's definitely just, it's just part of the Oklahoma culture. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I and that's like in every of- person we've interviewed it said, has said, there are no people on earth like the people in Oklahoma. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and to go back to kind of the podcast, I just loved that it felt informational. It checked all the boxes that like yes. when I listen to a podcast mm-hmm. that I want, it felt informational. I learned a lot. It was kind of emotional. It got me pumped up mm-hmm. and excited. Right? Yeah, right. It was like, and then having yeah, Mayor Hold at the end and hearing Carrie, I was just like, it was for, it was the fastest hour of my life. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like it was just, it was so good to listen to. And yeah. I couldn't wait to listen to the next yes, one. I was like, exactly. oh my yeah. gosh, what, who's she going to interview next? Right. Well, and I thought, I was like, if they, I learned so much on this first one. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait to hear right. what else. So in each podcast, you'll hear a little bit from Carrie, just kind of a director's message. Um, you'll get some tips and tricks from trainers. Which and, is so fun. I love a tip. Yeah. <laughs> I love and I a mean, tip. it'll be <laughs> things like nutrition and gear, like what gear oh. do you need? And things like, you know, and obviously the just training plans well, and, and things like I that. I think that... I mean, to go back to BART again, I mean, we were just having this conversation. Jeff was Googling, like, how long it takes to train for a marathon because he's kind of, he's gotten into running, too. Uh And 
Bart answered all of those all the questions, questions. <laughs> within the ten minutes. First, ten minutes. yeah, exactly. Within the first couple minutes, I was like, "Oh, this is the information you need right. on starting to run, how you train." I mean, it was so concise. Yeah. And then we got into the community aspect, the yeah. emotional aspect. I mean, all of it. I was just like, "This is yeah. very well done." And so you will, you'll hear a, a kind of a why we run story right. every week too. You know, from the store, the first episode was the we had Amy Downs who was a survivor and Blaine Arthur whose mother was killed in the bombing and then Greg Johnston who was a first responder it's incredible that day um and then you'll hear about the course um you know from how how it works to you know somebody different from each neighborhood which will be fun so that's kind of the format for each podcast okay so far so you've, you've recorded four we so have far, right uh-huh. I mean I don't want you to pick a favorite but tell me the <laughs> stories that have duck in your mind without giving away too much because we want people to listen to it, obviously. Well, I mean, obviously, the conversation from the first episode sticks with you because, you know, you're sitting across from somebody who was literally in the rubble. You know, Amy Downs was one of the last people to be pulled out alive. And you're you're looking at, the, at her and she's so full of life. And yeah. she has just, from that moment, just lived her life with this great intention. And she's run half marathons, marathons, she's done triathlons and just, it's unbelievable. And then, you know, talking to Blaine, her mom died and she was close to my age. And I remember the feeling of sitting at Cassidy after the bombing. And this was before the age of, you know, the internet. Right. Right. There was no internet. There was no internet. And so I'm really bad with directions. I knew my dad worked downtown, but I didn't know where he was in relation to where things were. And I think it even took probably a full class period before we knew that that noise we heard was something destructive, you know, miles away. And, um, and, you know, you just, you're in that kind of holding time of like, just was somebody I I love in there, and you don't know, and the yeah. and the phones aren't working, and oh, that's right. Oh, the phones weren't working. Uh-uh. No, <sighs> yeah, like, it was just all like I think you would just get like a busy busy signal or that because is, everybody was trying to call. They I'm were, like, sure overloaded. Yeah, overloaded. And there were there weren't really there were cell phones, but not really. It was not still really. like a car. Phone I mean, I didn't know anybody who phone. had a cell phone mm-hmm. in in '95. Um, and you know, it was the we're gonna cart like the TV into a classroom mm-hmm. and kind of watch the coverage. And so it's hard to remember that that's where we were in terms of just getting a hold of somebody. It wasn't just a text message of, are you okay? Are you okay? And so sitting across from somebody my age, whose life was so p- profoundly changed that day was just so emotional and just so like, wow, you know, so many people lost loved ones. Yeah. That day. And then talking to somebody who, like you were saying, ran to, I mean, ran into the building to to help. Um, those are conversations that will stick with me forever. <laughs> you know, I know that when I'm digging down deep on a long run, I will yeah. I will reference that. Mm-hmm. I will think about that and just marinate on this is why we run. Yeah. We run to celebrate these lives. We run so that that their memories live on forever. You know, we run because of them, because we can. And so I just, you know, I think that that is something that I I hope to never forget. And I hope that people who listen to it will, will hear that. And there'll be more stories of, of hope and, and why we run. And, 
everybody who who I've talked to so far talks about that impact of the, you know, this is more than just running 26.2 miles or 13.1 miles. This is more than trying to qualify for Boston Marathon, which you can do at the OKC Marathon. It's so much more than that. Yeah. Right. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Well, so it comes out every Thursday. Every Thursday. Yes. Leading up to the marathon, which is the weekend of April 22nd through 24th. So So, how many episodes are you going to how many episodes is that? 12? 15. 15. Nice. 15. Yeah. Gosh. I uh, know. So there's going to well, be lots of really interesting people to hear from. I mean, just all kinds of people. Well, we highly recommend it. And we're not just saying that. It was and really good. It was really good, you guys. And you can just go to Apple Podcasts and type in Run to Remember. Run to Remember Memorial Marathon Podcast. Uh, you can go to the OKC Marathon website. And, and there's, listen to it that way. Listen to it there. And then you can listen to it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and Google. Nice. Okay, so how were, do you know anything about the downloads or the listens from this past Thursday? I don't. Um, <laughs> That's nice. Stats are. <laughs> yeah. I know, you know, <laughs> I, um, so it came out on Thursday. On Wednesday night, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I was so nervous. (laughs) We've been there. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You kind of put yourself out Mm -hmm. there and gosh, like you just want people to like you. (laughs) (laughs) We get it. Yeah. We get it. I know. And, you know, and then I feel like I'm representing something that's so much bigger than I am. I feel so. pressure is. That I feel so, you know, un equipped for that and just so I was so humbled to even be asked to do something like well this. you sounded like a pro I would have I know never you known. sounded like you knew exactly what you were doing <laughs> thank you, no, you re- no, there I'm might have been there's that. there might have been a, a few takes that's okay <laughs> oh you should hear some of ours oh it's hysterical <laughs> so bad it's but it's been fun I am a total podcast junkie um I listen to them all day while I'm in the house like the kids will be talking and I'm like wait are wait, you ta- yeah. let me pull out my air are you talking me like what are you listening to I'm like you never know so you were training yourself for this all along you just didn't know it I guess I was training myself for this all Mm -hmm. along and I yeah I didn't know it but it's it's also just kind of fun to see the inner workings of a podcast yeah what goes into it you know just even like what the studio looks like and how they piece things together and that's I know because you you had we just have one long one, but yours was all different pieces all, all different stuck segments. together, all uh-huh. different segments. Which is yeah. honestly probably tougher. Which is way more complicated probably. Yeah. Than oh, I'm sure from like doing. the editing perspective. Yes. yes but you don't to have to do that. I do not have nice. to do that. That's so nice. And you have like the perfect job. You show up. I you show interview up, the yeah. people. Interview the people. Get, get to, to talk hear the to good some, stories. Uh-huh. And then, yeah. Well, I feel like probably our first final question doesn't make sense, but let's do our second, our last final question. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so obviously we've talked a lot about Oklahoma City. And right. and the other thing in the podcast, you learn so much about Oklahoma City. You do, which I think which is really is really great. great. And uh-huh. I, so obviously, Emmy and I love to tell the story of Oklahoma City. And I think that you're doing something really similar. And you've lived here your whole life since you were right. six months old. <laughs> um, your best friend comes to visit from somewhere else, not from Oklahoma City. And they land at the airport and you pick them up and you have the whole day to do what you want. You can have kids, no kids, husbands, no husbands, but you have the day the to day. plan your perfect day in Oklahoma City. What do you take them to do? Okay. Um, well, I do. I I think that the 
the Memorial Museum is a must-see for anybody who comes into town. Um, and it's hard for me to go there. I'll say that. Yeah. It's it's very emotional. Yeah. It's very hard. But even just the reflect, the reflecting pool mm-hmm. and the chairs. Oh, and for the tree. Ev- yeah, and the yeah. survivor tree. So I do think that that's a a, a, a must-go for, for anybody who has not been there yet needs to do that. My perfect day would probably include... Good weather. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not 25 mile an hour winds. No. Um, and I would love to take them to an OU tailgate. Oh, oh nobody's said that. No. Oh, really? Oh, Kristen. Yes. Yeah. Just a, you know, maybe if it's a an afternoon game or an evening game and just spend the day out with friends and family and tailgating, good food, good fun, getting to walk around Norman a little bit, and then... This is are you a new going one. to the game after this tailgate, or are you just tailgate? I'm going to the game. Okay, okay. okay. Some people like to just tailgate. Some people just like the tailgating part. We have done that before, and I mean, it's fun, but it's it's more fun to go to go yeah. to the game. Yeah, yeah. And of course, oh, you would have to win for it to, <laughs> to really be a banner day. Of course, <laughs> but yeah, no, that would be my kind of perfect day. Perfect. Well, that's that. a great answer. I know. Well, we're yeah. so excited that you came to tell us about I your new venture. Am very thankful that you had me. I'm glad to be here. I hope people will tune in to that yes. Run to Remember podcast. So on Thursdays, after you listen to us, yes. go. I know that's going to be your Thursday. Search for Run to Remember uh-huh. Memorial and then Marathon. Subscribe to it so podcast. then it will pop up, right? You can yes. Click yes. the subscribe yep. button. Yep. yep. And that'll, uh, it's really good, honestly. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know what I was thinking that I, I would be listening to, but it was very, I very good. I think that there's something even I, – I don't want people to be turned off that it's a marathon podcast. No. It's, it's not just for runners. It's a runners. story of our city, for It's sure. a story of our city. Mm-hmm. It is definitely a story. And, yes, there's some running in it, but even a non-runner will enjoy it. Yeah. I was going to say, it, even if you do other exercises, it's just interesting to know how – running like what motivates people. yeah right exactly yeah yeah well we loved it Kristen. thank yes. you so thank much for coming you. on the podcast thank you thank you i know we'll see you soon yes bye. bye bye thank you so much for joining us today we truly appreciate your listening to these stories you can find us on instagram at action city okc or for business inquiries email us at hello at actioncityokc.com action city is produced by black and studios you can find the studio on instagram and facebook at black and studios Creative services provided by Ranger Creative. Music written and performed by Kansas City Bankroll.